Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I'm your host Ryan Stone. Uh, been a while since we've uh, we've talked. You hadn't been uh, too much going on in the ACC, but with the uh, the ACC baseball tournament getting underway this uh, this week, wanted to uh, wanted to preview that uh, for you guys. So I've got uh, Kyle Schasberger. Uh, from Learfield IMG, he's the uh, the Duke the studio host for uh, for Duke basketball and football. He'll be on the call uh, on ACC Radio on Sirius XM this week on uh, on Wednesday and Saturday for the ACC tournament. So Kyle, appreciate you uh, taking the time to join me today. Yeah, man, not a problem. Happy to be here. You sure you don't want to talk lacrosse? We got three of the four. <laughs> the four going to East I mean, ACC, I mean, yeah, that that's that's true too. I guess maybe I should do a. Uh, I guess maybe I should drop a uh, a lacrosse one later this week, but uh, maybe uh, <laughs> we might get Duke North Carolina. In that would be, yeah yeah I mean that yeah definitely have to talk about that if that ends up happening no question uh, no question about that we'll stick with uh, uh, the ACC baseball tournament uh, for now though so uh, it, you know, as you look at the the standings for the ACC I mean it looks like you know Notre Dame is kind of the perennial favorite going in, into this thing but I mean I know teams like uh, I know teams like NC State and Duke have both been hot closing out the season as well. So just kind of what's what's your overall uh, view of the ACC going into this ACC tournament? Notre Dame, man, I mean, they haven't won a league title since 2006. This is their first ever ACC regular season crown, first ever ACC divisional crown. And you don't think about Notre Dame when you think about the ACC, right? I no. Mean, we just got a taste, taste of it from a football standpoint, and you know, they get sandwiched in the Atlantic Division and since moving over from the Big East uh, to the ACC several years ago, and that's because Syracuse doesn't have a baseball team. But, man, they have absolutely whitewashed everyone on their schedule. Uh, they lost a, a, a huge series to Florida State a couple of weeks ago in South Bend, which has helped the surging Knowles, although Florida State just dropped two out of three to North Carolina State. What I'm getting at, man, is that the league is really beat each other up all year long, but the one steady constant, the cream of the crop, if you will, that's really risen above all, has been Notre Dame and what Link Jarrett has been able to do there. He, he's a former he's a former coach here in the Tar Heel State. Uh, I, I don't know if you knew this, uh, but Link Jarrett was the head coach at UNCG just yeah. a few years ago. So he left to South Bend and what he's been able to build and put together and for the Irish to be in this position, it is truly amazing. The way they do it with their pitching staff, too, it's it's unique. So, you know, they're the number one overall seed. They were able to pick right out of the gate what days they want to play, so they spaced it out Wednesday and Friday. It allowed them to kind of get a true midweek and uh, set their rotation better, hopefully, for the weekend. But, again, their rotation is, you know – it, it's as good as your your guess is as good as Link Jarrett's guess. So they they use a good mix and match. But Notre Dame man, they only played four non conference games all season two. So you know that's a testament to just the the haul that this ACC schedule uh, has been, and uh, it's been impressive for sure. And NC State, you touched on them. They they're nineteen and four here over their last twenty three games. No team is is as hot. Maybe UConn if you, if you look at uh you know the Huskies, but North Carolina State, from an ACC standpoint, they are the hottest team by far. Duke is close with eight straight wins. So, um, man, I, I feel bad for little old Pittsburgh, who was kind of the darling early in the year, but now they've lost uh, they've lost eight of their last ten here to close, got swept in back-to-back weekends, and they were one of those predetermined host sites. But 
uh, they're on the bubble firmly. They may not even get in. So that pod featuring NC State, North Carolina, and Pitt, uh, the Panthers might go over in that one, and down might go their NCAA tournament hopes. Yeah, certainly uh, an important one, no question about that. You, you mentioned, you know, I mentioned NC State, and, and the big thing that jumps out about the Wolfpack is, I mean, I, I know they're nineteen and fourteen in the in the ACC, which isn't the prettiest record, but they've been hot. And, and also the fact that they're they're fifteen and three on the road this season. It's hard to explain, man. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I, I don't understand. They've won, they've won twelve of fourteen. They're twenty four and six in their last thirty, and yeah, fifteen and three on the road. I mean, Elliot Avent's. 1,142 wins now, I think it is, 43. I mean, he's hovering right around there. That's seventh all-time among all active head coaches. So, I mean, this guy knows how to win. I mean, look at NC State and, you know, their NCAA tournament appearances, 31 all-time, four times league champions. Uh, They've won the conference tournament four times also, but the last one coming in 1992, so it's been a while. So what I'm getting at is, you know, the the writing's on the wall here for, for a Wolfpack team coming out of nowhere to right the ship. Uh, veteran leadership and events and this team is 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 filled with guys like Johnny Butler who leads the league in, in batting average uh, that can really move the needle and, and the Wolfpack they're they're not sneaky anymore but I think they're best positioned really to make a run they would be my pick and you likely were going to ask me this anyways at the end, <laughs> at the end of this uh, conversation but NC State just based off of how hot they're playing who their coach is uh, their reputation in the league and, and they're due you know, they're due. I'm also riding a little bit of that, that women's basketball, you know, vibe train. So um, why not, man? I like NC State a lot. They're just they're playing their best baseball at the right time. Yeah, they certainly are. I got, I got to see them a few weeks ago at, uh, at App State, and they looked, uh, they looked really good in that, uh, in that game. I mean, they, they blew the Mountaineers out. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're playing really well. I, what about the, the other three tobacco road teams? I, I know North Carolina has been, you know, they kind of hovered around 500 most of the year. Kind of the same thing. Uh, with Duke, who, but Duke, you know, just swept Clemson to close out the uh, the season. And, and Wake, you know, Wake, I got to see a lot of their guys play for the High Times over the summer. And, and Wake has a lot of talent. I just don't, I don't understand why their why their record in the ACC is as bad as it is. So with Wake Forest, th- there's got to be something going on there. Like I don't know what I don't know what their issue was this year. I, I love Tom Walters, the head coach. Respect the hell out of him. He's done a tremendous job. I mean, we're just a few years removed from Wake Forest taking the eventual national champion, Florida Gators, uh, you know, out and, and instead taking their spot uh, in the College World Series, in which the Gators won a few years back. So it took them to Game Three in Gainesville, and that Wake team was loaded, and they've been competitive each of the last couple of years. Last season. He thought Wake Forest really, you know, was going to break through, and, and that could have been their year, but because of COVID, it didn't happen. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what – I can't put my finger on it. Winston-Salem, they got bashers, you know, for sure. You look at Bobby Seymour and Chris Lanzilli, like they had big hitters. But here's the problem. We're not going to get to see any of them this week because Wake Forest – because it doesn't matter. Wake Forest and Boston College, see ya. You know, we yep. don't care about them. <laughs> their, season, their season is over. So they're the two yeah. on the outside looking in as only 12 of the 14 get in. So if we're going to look at the other – schools here from North Carolina, which one more note on, on NC State, Ryan, they started one and eight in yeah. the league. One and eight. They were four and nine overall. And you see where they finished uh, this year with their 17 and 13 record. UNC, meanwhile, is kind of turning up the heat also. Now they got swept by Notre Dame a few weeks back where they were outscored 36 to 17, uh, but sweeping Louisville um, and then also, you know, 
playing Georgia Tech in some tight games this past weekend. They took the first game and then dropped the next two, which allowed the Old Jackets to win a, a second consecutive Coastal Division championship. UNC's another team, uh, you know, because of because of the program's pedigree. Remember, back-to-back College World Series runners-up uh, in 06 and 07, 32 NCAA tournament appearances. You never want to count these guys out. They're the defending ACC tournament champs, so they won this this thing the last time it was contested. Um, UNC, never count them out. And then who else we got? Well, Duke, we kind of already touched on with the eight straight wins in a row. Quick Pollard has them moving in the right direction. So, I mean, any one of those three teams, if I were to power rank them, like NC State's my favorite and then Carolina. But, like, watch out for Duke because that's a pod. you got to look at the matchups, right? The way the, the way the pods or the pools are, are detailed, Duke is a non-seed playing against four-seeded Miami and five-seeded Florida State. So on paper, talk-wise, like those are the most tightly contested group of numbers. It should make for the most competitive pool. And who knows? A one-and-one record uh, isn't going to help Duke out, but if they win both of those games over Miami and Florida State, we could be talking about the Blue Devils in the semifinal, and that's a realistic possibility Saturday. Yeah, that's, that, that's a, I'm glad you said that, because that, that, that was the pod that jumped off the, jumped off the page to me when I first saw it, as, as maybe, you know, maybe, that, maybe Duke's the team that you know, nobody expects that kind of makes a run. Is there another team besides Duke that's, that's a lower-seeded team that you think could, uh, could make a run in this thing? Well, I really love Virginia, and, and that's not fair because they're they're seeded eight. So yeah, they're they're among the lower seeds, and they had a tumultuous you know start to the year. But um, since three straight losses in mid April, uh, they've gone nine and four to close, nine and three in their final twelve ACC series. That's four straight series wins. They were a top twenty five team, okay, to, to start the year. And Baseball America had them ranked second nationally the week of February twenty second. So. You know, it, it really isn't fair because they're living up finally to the hype. They're also hitting their stride at the best time of the season. But, you know, that one-two punch that they have on the mound in Andrew Abbott and Mike Vassell, I mean, each of those guys have seven wins to lead the league. And Virginia, which the, their problem is they play day one on Tuesday against Virginia Tech. So you got a little, you know, Commonwealth Cup there right off the bat. Uh, how is their pitching going to look? Are they going to be able to grind one out against a Hokies team? That is two and thirteen in ACC games to finish the year. So I mean, you talk about a team going backwards, yeah. but you catch a team early in this tournament where you're not going to see a number one or a number two starter, and it's going to be a bullpen game. A Johnny Holstaff, like maybe the Hokies can catch Virginia and prevent uh, the Cavaliers from making a move. But if Virginia can survive Virginia Tech and then go with what would be you know likely Abbott for Friday in his normal Friday night role against Notre Dame. Like, watch out. The Cavaliers can catch Notre Dame on Friday night and earn a spot in the semis. And we're talking to uh, Kyle Schasberger from Learfield IMG. Uh, you can hear him on the call for the uh, the ACC tournament on Wednesday and Saturday. He'll be on uh, ACC Radio on Sirius XM. You can also listen uh, on the TuneIn app on the, the College Sports Now channel. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, who, who are some, for, for people who maybe haven't been following the ACC as closely as we're getting towards the postseason, and this is when the the latecomers start to start to move towards uh, towards following college baseball. Who are some players uh, in this ACC tournament that uh, that people should know uh, going in? Well, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I'm just going to give you the awards quickly, just so you know <laughs> who the best players are in the league. And, and one of them we're not going to see, and that's the defensive player of the year in uh, BC Sal Freelich. 
the junior outfielder at a thousand fielding percentage, 126 putouts, only one assist. Now it's easier to do that in the outfield, of course, but we won't get to see Prelick uh, this week, defensive player of the year in the ACC. But Florida State swept freshman of the year, pitcher of the year, and player of the year. So FSU has the big names that you most want to key on this week, and it starts with Matthew Nelson, the sophomore uh, catcher for the Seminoles, who is the first Noel to hit 20-plus home runs in a season since Buster Posey in 2008. Buster, of course, the catcher himself. So there's something about catchers and Florida State, but Nelson is just absolutely raking. Uh, his batting average is, is near the top uh, in the league. 63 RBIs tied for second nationally. Slugs 802. And those 22 homers, by the way, leads everyone nationally. So that's Matthew Nelson, ACC Player of the Year. You'll get your first look at him in the 9-5 game. Florida State, the 5, taking on 9 seeded Duke uh, in the first game at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday from Charlotte's Truist Field. And then the, the pitcher, who is also a freshman, so get this, Parker Messick, ACC Freshman of the Year and League Player of the Year. That's only happened one other time. 2012, Carlos Rodon uh, with NC State, where a freshman took home Freshman of the Year and Pitcher of the Year. So Parker Messick, 114 strikeouts in 79 innings. Uh, he's just an assassin with the strikeout pitch. And then uh, his ERA... And, you know, not too shy among the league leaders, but um, six and two for Messick. Uh, the dude's a beast, and FSU. You know, really, their pitching staff is, is second to none. As far as like other individual guys, you should know Henry Davis for Louisville, also a catcher. He's a sophomore, twelve home runs, forty four RBIs, really surging up the MLB draft boards, uh, hitting three sixty six OPS of one point one one four. So two catchers in particular, Henry Davis of Louisville, Matthew Nelson uh, of Florida State, and I've already mentioned the two arms for Virginia and Andrew Abbott and Mike Bassel. Those guys are are a lot of fun for sure. And Duke's got a guy who is among uh, the very best in hitting in the conference, and Joey. Looper Fito, 360 hitter. Uh, he's got 14 doubles and five RBIs, slugging 560. I mean, that guy, the Duke offense goes as, as Joey Looper Fito goes. So just a few names for you to key in on. Yeah, that's a, certainly, uh, like you said, a lot of talent to uh, to follow and keep up with uh, this uh, this week. Uh, no question about it. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, when you when you look, you know, beyond the ACC tournament, uh, what it, who's maybe the team or, or team or two uh, that you think will make the most damage when we get to get to the College World Series or when we get to you know the regionals and the super regionals? A non-ACC team? Well, or, I mean, you could go non-ACC and uh, give me an ACC team too. Well, it's much like the tournament here this week. You gotta you gotta look at the draw. You gotta see what teams are in your pools. It pertains to this week's tournament, which is a wacky format. The ACC baseball tournament, like we like, I, I realize this. It's very wacky because there will be meaningless games at the end of the week. Uh, the Sun Belt does the same yeah. tournament format. So the, the, the ACC is not alone in this. Uh, I particularly love how they do things in, in Hoover with the sixth elimination day one. 12 of the 14 teams get in, and then it's double elimination until you get to semifinal Saturday. But that's besides the point. Uh, from an ACC team that can really make a push, I look at Notre Dame, but then I wonder, is Notre Dame with their draw, because they're going to host a regional. They're going to have a regional in South Bend, no question. And they're trying to get back. They'll be getting back to the tournament for the first time since 2006 when they last won a conference championship when they were in the Big East. So it's been a while. They're going to host. But what happens if Notre Dame gets, like, LSU, 
or or, or um, you know some other SEC bubble team that is able to just you know slide their way in um, as a two or a three seed. Like that can be dangerous. And think about like the storylines that would be attached to Palmineri, who just got fifteen hundred wins in his career, his coaching career, returning back to Notre Dame where he once coached. So you know you've got to you got to look at some of that non friendly fire teams from outside the league possibly being able to come in and wreak some havoc in a regional. Um, Notre Dame would be my team that I, I would take to advance the furthest out of the ACC. But outside of that, like, we know college baseball, it's, it hits all about the SEC, man. It just means more. So, like, you're going to have you're gonna have nine, ten SEC teams. And you could get just as many ACC, but, like, you're going to have, oh, man, you, you, host-wise, you, you might have seven or eight SEC teams host. And I think it was eight that were announced as predetermined host sites. South Carolina might be the one on the chopping block to give you seven. But, um, man, I, I'm really curious, though, from a Carolina standpoint, is this year for Cliff Godwin and East Carolina, uh, a, a team that has been there near the top for so long, but they have yet to break through that super regional wall and get to Omaha in the College World Series. Uh, can East Carolina, you know, escape this year and make it to Omaha? I'd be interested there. But, I mean, Arkansas has proven that they are they are the very best winning all 14 weekend series this year. It's hard to think anybody's going to be able to defeat uh, the Razorbacks this season. They'd be my pick uh, to win it all regardless. But, there's some teams that are intriguing out west, like Gonzaga, who might host Oregon. Arizona might be my favorite um, out west for sure. But from an ACC standpoint, to bring it back full circle, uh, Notre Dame, uh, Florida State, and potentially NC State, just based on how hot they've been, uh, can they continue to ride that momentum here all the way through June on route uh, to a College World Series first? We'll see. Yeah, you mentioned uh, this, this is a good year for, uh, for college baseball in North Carolina. I mean, you mentioned you know, East Carolina. Uh, you know, we mentioned the ACC teams are, but UNC Wilmington's had a pretty good year, uh, and then you know, Charlotte has been ranked at times this year. So it's it's been a uh, been a really good year in the Tar Heel State for uh, for baseball. Yeah, Charlotte, man, that's that's wild. This is their first Conference USA regular season championship. Uh, you know, outdueling Louisiana Tech, who's the preseason favorite, and, and really. You know, was was the talk of Conference USA until the midway point of the year. You know, when Charlotte was separating itself, and then they played ODU, Old Dominion. Like, where'd you come from? Yeah, <laughs> they played eight games in a row across two weeks, and ODU's right there. They would have been in a position to maybe host two, but they didn't submit a bid. But Charlotte, Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, one of those three is going to host. I, I don't think any more than that one. And and right now, it, it'd be Charlotte. Charlotte would yeah. be the team. If Conference USA was going to have a team to host, it'd be the it'd be the 49ers. Now, it wouldn't be at the Knights Stadium at Truist Field where the ACC tournament is going to be played in the Queen City this week. It would be at uh, their normal, regular on-campus home stadium. But still, pretty cool for Charlotte. You know, as long as they don't go 0 for 2 uh, in the CUSA tournament, which is double elimination this week, uh, at the Love Shack in Ruston. Uh, the home campus, uh, home facility of Louisiana Tech, which is a beautiful, you know, new new facility that was revamped after a tornado had come through and taken it out a couple of years back. Uh, Charlotte, man, it's it's a real good, feel good story. They won the A10, um, you know, I think 10, 15 years ago. But to do what they've done in, in Conference USA, that's that's uh, a head turner for sure. That'll get yeah. your attention. Yeah, that's another team I got to see uh, play App State this year, and they are they are loaded. Uh, people. <laughs> nationally haven't uh, haven't kept up with Charlotte they are they're a really good team uh so what last thing I'll ask you what's what's the championship matchup on Sunday uh in your prediction well I'm gonna go with uh I gotta get NC State 
So I've kind of already showed my hand. I think they're winning it all. But if I'm looking at the pools, that would be Pool C. So State is the three seed, taking on six seed in North Carolina, ten seed at Pitt. So your CC, your CC winner uh, would take down B. So that eliminates Georgia Tech, Louisville, or Clemson. So out of A and D, I think Notre Dame or Virginia uh, potentially, and then your D. You're looking at Miami, FSU, or Duke. I probably would roll the dice with Florida State. Uh, I like a Florida State, NC State championship, which is a rematch of what we just saw this past weekend, which, man, you talk about some intense, dramatic games um, between the Wolfpack and Seminoles this past weekend in Raleigh. I like a rematch for the championship at noon on Saturday, and I'll take the Wolfpack to win it all. That'll be certainly be interesting. Uh, again, the ACC tournament getting underway uh, this week. We've been talking to, uh, to Kyle Schasberger from Learfield IMG College. You can listen to him on the call Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday of the ACC tournament. It'll be on uh, ACC Radio on Sirius XM. Also, you can listen on TuneIn on the College Sports Now channel. Uh, Kyle, appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us this week. Yeah, man, not a problem. Take care, all right? Yeah, that's good stuff from uh, from Kyle Schasberger. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. We'll have more coming your way uh, as the summer goes along. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.